podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Post-Match Raw. Uh, the cup edition, so you know it's me. The big lads don't do don't do the cup games, but <laughs> nobody nobody deserved to do that game. I'm afraid because it was a bit it was a bit boring. Let's be fair, but we're here to make fun of it, and I'm joined by my gaming co-host Carl. How are you doing, Carl? It's been a while. Not too bad, guy. It has indeed. I mean, I almost feel like suggesting just just doing an off the cuff uh, one up here, you know, but. Uh, I, I suppose uh, Steve would be a bit gutted if we did that, so we'll, we'll stick to the football. <laughs> That's true. And nobody, nobody noticed. <laughs> we just eventually provided a penalty shootout, shootout chat, and nobody had noticed. Oh, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a weird game. I mean, probably the best place to start is what 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 do you make of the cups? Obviously, last year was was so much fun with with, with the cup runs in both competitions. Obviously. And a couple of mad games, which is the Leicester game, Arsenal game, etc., um, and the FA Cup games. But this one, it, it obviously feels so much different because the league form's been so poor, so many injuries in the squad. What what were you feeling coming into a League Cup tie against the, I think, the playoff team in League One? I was going to say League One, <laughs> League One. Jesus Christ! Um, but yeah, what what was your feelings coming into the League Cup season? Yeah, I mean, I think like last year, obviously, you know, things are going so much better for us in the league and and in all competitions. So I think there was a lot of confidence around the club. There was a lot of kind of squad players that were kind of chomping at the bit to get involved and Klopp was able to mix them in with the youngsters and the youngsters were kind of getting swept up in the confidence and there there was a real drive there. So you didn't really notice it as much when Klopp would, would make a lot of changes. Um, but I think kind of without that that, that air of confidence and, and a good feeling around the club you, you're going to notice a lot more and I, I think I kind of expected that coming into the game we kind of heard rumours of the sort of team we were going to see and it was kind of obvious given that we still have a you know not as many players out but we still have a few out and we have a few who are only back from injury and obviously mm-hmm. they're being eased in and there's others who've had their struggles so Klopp's managing their minutes so we knew really it was going to be very much you know a lot of youth and, and maybe a a couple of fringe players and and with with that in mind you you knew it was going to be very disjointed and you knew there was obviously an opportunity for for derby to to kind of get an upset on us so um you know i'm not going to say i was expecting to go out but i'm not saying i was confident of going through either i was kind of on the fence let's say it was it was a weird feeling coming into this one it was strange because i think everyone maybe not everyone maybe i'm just expressing negativity as my echo goes off in the background if you can hear that um 
But yeah, it almost feels to me that quite a lot of the fan base just wants to get to the break and then see what happens when we reassess after after the World Cup and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it was a weird game to watch, and I think everyone or most people probably looking at it just going. Get through this if we get through and see what happens when hopefully the squad's in a better better position. And that's what we did. It wasn't a pretty game, as we'll get into, but we won the penalty shootout. And going off results today, it looks like there's only Man City out of the big six, and I think United play tomorrow. So it might not be the most difficult... I'm jinxed us already now. We're going to get Man City in the next round, obviously. But it, it may not be the toughest run if we avoid Man City, obviously. Um, so yeah, it should be an interesting competition um, going forward. But we'll get into the game. Um, starting eleven because that's usually the most important thing in a game like this. Uh, we had Irish Kev in goal, Ramsey, Phillips, Gomez, Simicast. So we kind of went with the experienced back line. I think we always try to keep that. Um, Ox and Clark were next to Basatich in midfield, and then a young front three of Frodendorf, Stewart and Carvalho, who's obviously a bit more experienced than the other lads around him, but still relatively a baby in terms of football. Uh, just for the podcast's sake, I'll go through the derby team, even though I only know a handful of players. Uh, Wildsmith, Smith, Cashin, Forsyth, Robert, Sibley, Hurahan, Bird, Mendes, Lang, Collins and Asula, let's go with that. Um, yeah, so I think it's kind of the team we expected. Carl, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe one of the experienced lads up front may have went amiss, but yeah, it, it was that. I'd, I'd rather expected that team, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought maybe a, a Jones or a Henderson might stick in, sneak into midfield, but then again, uh, thinking about it, I, I suppose you, you kind of want to manage Henderson's minutes, and and Jones is is only kind of back, and he's he's played a good bit lately, so probably made sense to to leave them out. Um, yeah, it was a very young front three, but I I think really we we had no choice given that we have Diaz and Jot out, and we're we're basically juggling kind of the the three senior players and and Carvalho up there at the moment so um we we really have to be wrapping them in in cotton wool and and this is not a game you you want to be starting them in and and I mean it only kind of dawned on me you know in the lead up to him you know obviously Gordon's still out and I, I think he would have been someone you would have been looking yeah. to in this game if he was available given that he he's played a few cup games uh, by this point and um, so it really shows the the depth of our injuries and in attack at the moment that we can't even call on him um so I, I think you know really it was as expected and and you know as as I touched on in in the intro you know given that there's a, a lack of confidence and a lot of these fringe players, unlike last season, where, as I said, they were players who were banging on the door. You know, they, these are players like Ox and stuff that are just back from injury and, and aren't really seeing minutes in, in the league. So, you know, they're they're not going to be on it. And I, I think Ox definitely showed his quality at, at moments, but you can tell he's he's nowhere near 100% yeah. fit and it's going to take him some time and hopefully he can stay fit and and. and get that time but only time will tell but you know it was you know it's what you expect from from a team like this a lot of youth and a a lot of players who aren't seeing a lot of minutes yeah and I think we kind of saw that in the early parts of the game as well because basically my 
most of my notes for the first half. We've dominated the ball, but we can't really do much with it. Um, which seemed to be the story of the game, because, as I mentioned, the experienced back line, never really in too much for it. I think Derby had the odd um, shot. I think there was the bird shot that was in the second half, so we'll get to that. Um, but, yeah, first thing I noted on of note, Ox had a half volley that just went wide. Um, <laughs> and my next note is bored. <laughs> um, summed up the game. Uh, Derby had a couple of crosses, and... Um, Bobby Clark did try a few times to dribble through the centre of the pitch. I mean, obviously we've we've touched on the general vibe of the team being quite youthful. Is there any of the young lads that maybe we've not seen loads of? Because obviously Bassetic has been in the squad a few times and made sub-appearances. I think most people want to see quite a bit more of him um, when we have safer opportunities to do so. But is there any of the younger lads that... Uh, clearly more under-21 players that, that you wanted to see more of? Yeah, I mean, I, um, obviously I was um, intra, you know, I was, I was intrigued by Ramsey. I know he's not technically an under-21 player. He's been signed to be a yeah. sub-right-back, but he's been playing for the under-21s. He's just on the road back from injury. Um, and But I was excited to see him finally get a, a start and, and see what he's all about. And, and I thought he gave a, a good accord of himself. You know, he was willing to get up and down that right-hand side and to, to take players on. I, I think he gave um, Sibley, I think it was on their left side, a, a tough, tough time mm-hmm. put it up against him he, you know we may you know we tried a couple of shots that that uh, maybe were a little speculative but you know what i mean at least he's Why trying Have a bang. <laughs> that's it it's, it's good to see um obviously as you said bastard is one we have actually seen a, a bit of and, and one that Klopp seems to have a bit of fade in and and you know it's, it's certainly well well placed um you know, I, I was I was intrigued to see Stewart. You know, I've I've heard um good things about him in, in recent weeks. I haven't really gotten a chance to see him, um, but I I just don't think the service was quite there. He had one chance where he, you know I, th- I think mm-hmm. it was Carvalho hit it into him, and uh, it was kind of just behind him. So it, it kind of in the moment looked like it was a chance maybe done better with but on the replay you could see it was behind them so you know it is very difficult uh, to, to pull off that technique and, and get it in from there um, but you know I, I don't think the, the young players any of them played badly individually I don't think that's what's to blame for you know the, it being a, a boring as you described it first mm-hmm. off I just think it's it's you know it's when you put players out who, who aren't playing together and, and particularly playing together at this level you know it's it's going to take them them a while and, and maybe if we go far in this competition and we see maybe slightly better 11s but you know kind of similar-ish 11s maybe, maybe we'll start to see them gel and, and see more of what they're about because I think that there's a lot of talent among those young players. Yeah, there certainly isn't. I'd I'd agree with your Ramsey shout because it's just nice to know that he isn't just like a character from the Matrix at this stage. Because I don't think anyone's seen him for the well the first third of the season so far. But no, he's good to see, and it was actually see him get a start and see what type of player he is. Um, it's weird because we have the most unique right back in the world, and and you see Ramsey there, and he's nineteen and he looks really promising. So yeah, I do. I definitely want to see a lot more of him. Um, and this might be the competition where he just gets a run after run unless we do get a Man City but 
we've seen Klopp in the past. He, he will just roll with youngsters against good teams at times. So maybe this is uh, Ramsey's competition. Um, unless we get to the final where he just changes it up. Um, but yeah, my next note was that Stuart chance. I put tapping, but that's probably a bit harsh, as you say. But it was good pressing for me. I think it was one of their centre-backs who got a bit overconfident and did a did a funky touch, didn't he? Um, good pressing. So that's good to see that the the young lads still have that ingrained in them. Um, my next note after that is then Simicass uh, misses a half volley just inside the box after a weak punch from the goalkeeper. And that's basically it for my notes. But yeah, it, it's a weird. It was a weird first half because not much happened, but it it felt like maybe we were if we. Had a, say if we started with Darwin or even Bobby maybe to knit it together a bit more, it may have worked out a bit better because it just didn't seem to have that link to the attack. Yeah, I, I think there was definitely a, a lack of a, a focal point up up front. You know, not to 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 knock Stewart, but he is a young lad, and I think you you know Derby while they're in Division Two, like they had a lot of um you know kind of they've one of their centre halves is one of their most experienced players. They've got experience. I know their other centre half that the the Irish lad, uh, the one as you said, made the mistake in the run up to Stewart's chance is young, but he's playing a lot of football, and you know I, I think they're they're gonna have the know how to to kind of work their way around a, a young lad up top so you know you, you need kind of a, a more experienced head up there and, and maybe as i said if we'd gone with a nunez or a a bobby you know we, we it might have been a very different half uh, with someone up there to, to pull the strings and lead the line but at the same time i, I completely understand klopp uh leaving them out given the the circumstance mm-hmm. um but uh you know it, as you said there wasn't too much goal mouth action in the first half at either end um but uh, i think that they did improve in the second half as we'll come on to and what i will say in the first half you know the, the young lads controlled it well they they had the vast majority of the ball they given didn't give it away too much you know you usually when you see youngsters in a you know a come in in a cup game there's there's mistakes that the ball's given away but uh, the only two loose balls i can remember i think one was by passages and I was actually surprised because it was it was very unlike him and the other was by Joe Gomez when he put yeah. it out for a corner and I think Joe Gomez is pretty much at the moment poor Joe I feel for him honestly like but he's just due you know a, a mistake game it seems and lucky that one wasn't a costly one fortunately Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and a license with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. 
Yes, he does seem to love a bit of a blind pass backwards, doesn't he? <laughs> maybe maybe don't do that, but I suppose if you're going to do it, do it in the League Cup rather than the League, but that's already cost us, so, you know, uh, don't do it again. Um, yeah, it was, it was a strange first half, and that's why we're basically going to skip over it, because not much bloody happened. Um, into the second half, then, I mean, did you... Ca- what was your feelings at half-time? Were you thinking maybe get the more experienced lads on a bit earlier to try and win the game without the pressure of penalties. And and to be honest, I thought it may have still went to extra time at that stage. I didn't realise it just went straight into penalties till obviously later in the game. But I was kind of thinking maybe bring on a Bobby or a Darwin um, to try and finish off the game as soon as possible. But we did, we did wait till... Uh, I didn't know what I timed out. It was about 60-odd minutes, I think. Um, but yeah, what what were you thinking at halftime? I, mean, I, I was certainly thinking get on Nunes for, for Stewart and, and get on Harvey Elliott for one of the, the midfielders to, to give us that, that uh, creativity and, and try and, and make something happen because so little had happened in the first half. But let's be honest, we, we completely knew it's it's Jurgen Klopp. He likes to take his time with changes unless his hand is forced. So, you know, I wasn't expecting any changes at, at uh, halftime. I knew, obviously, he was going to give the, the lads 15, 20 minutes to, to see if they could step it up and make something happen. And, like, I, I did feel, you know, to, to a degree that they, they did step it up in, in that opening yeah. 15, 20 minutes. There, there was a couple of half chances. Yeah, there wasn't one of the young lads we've not really mentioned so far. I think he was almost front and center of it. I think it did start off with uh, with a derby chance. I think I mentioned earlier that that bird one on the left hand side of our box. But then uh, Frondorf, uh, he had that header. He probably should have shot with his header rather than pass it back. He's been copying Bobby too much in training, basically. Yeah, I mean, he was lively, Farndorf. Like, he, you know, he he didn't, um, it, again, like, I, I just don't think it was uh, well balanced up, up top. So maybe they, they didn't always get the, the service and, and the chance to impress that on the ball. But I think, you know, he was willing to chase everything. He was very lively. You know, he, he wasn't shying away. And I think that was a nice move that, that saw him in between behind at the back post and as you said he probably should have tried to nod it in at the at the near post and see what happens you know worse you know maybe to keep parries it back out you, you never know but he tries to flick it across and see if someone's there and it's just just unfortunately there's no one on the end of it Malkemu Frondorf born in 2004 I just got Oh, don't you just feel disgustingly old? If you feel <laughs> old, how old do I feel? <laughs> I am. Uh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that anymore. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, it was strange because I think he... I'm not sure what position he actually is. I think he's meant to be a 10. If anyone watches the Academy a bit more than, than I do, uh, put it in chat. But he obviously played right back for us a bit in pre-season, if I remember correctly. Uh, right wing, obviously, in this game. I, I think he was a second striker or a 10 um, in, in the odd under-18 game I've seen him in. Um, but yeah, he looks an interesting player. Maybe not have that burst of pace to be an ideal forward for us, but he's certainly talented. I think he's still only, yeah, he's still only 18. Um, so he might be one to keep an eye on. Um, 
But yeah, certainly interesting. Maybe the one that that caught the eye the most out of the starting lot, I'd probably say. Obviously, Clark had a nice, nice couple of moments. Bassetich, as we said, a bit more experience. And Stewart's 20. He's probably due alone, maybe, um, you'd probably say. Um, just after his header, he didn't provide a cross for Carvalho. It's just, if that was a Darwin Nunes, I reckon that's a diving head goal, I think. Yeah, quite quite possibly. Um, I mean, obviously as well, Carvalho had probably forced the first half decent save of the 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 match. Um, just before the Ferrandorf header. Um, I mean, I think Carvalho. Yes. Now we haven't talked too much about him. I mean, it's funny he's a youngster himself, only only twenty, only coming into the side, and you know it, it felt like particularly in the first half, and and you know in that early spell in the second half that he was the the one we were kind of looking to, you know, to try and make something happen because he was the, the senior figure in, in that front three. And, and he was, you know, lively, good good bits of skill, you know, some some nice vision. And, and of course, he had that shot. Like, he's he's lively. And, you know, it's a, it, he's another one you're excited to get more minutes. As, as I said, you know, earlier, we, we are kind of balancing out three senior forwards at the moment. And, and you know, as a result, he's getting some minutes to cover for them. But, you know, it, it's still maybe not as much as he'd want or maybe often in the position he'd want or, or you know, whatever the case might be. So, you know, he, he's, you know, for, for example, he's not a, a left winger in a four-four-two, but, you know, a left left inside forward, that's, that's probably where he's at his best. And, you know, at least he got to see some minutes there today and, and hopefully he'll, he'll see more if he can go far enough in the Cups and, and, hopefully that's enough then to, to impress and, and get him more minutes in the league where he wants to be and in the position he wants to be in. Yeah, almost similarly to Ramsey, I think he may be just one who gets locked in in this competition, whether it's maybe right centre mid where he has a bit more freedom or, or in the left wing, as you say, whilst whilst people, people are injured. I'm not sure when the next round of this is. I'll guess in February um, or January um, when we're back. Um, but yeah, I think Carvalho will be locked in in this competition until the very late stages. Um, Derby did have the odd, maybe not chance, but opportunity. I think there was a 3v1 where they kind of just screwed it up a bit. It might have been offside, but I don't think there's a virus. So. Um, we're at the uh, um, the peril of actual referees in this competition. Um, this is when the game changed for Liverpool and me, Carl, because... The subs happened, and then my stream couldn't accept these subs happening because it kept repeating them four times, then crying. <laughs> so I missed about ten minutes here, so you may have to do the heavy lifting. But uh, I brought—I basically worded it as we brought adults, um, and I'm classing Elliot as an adult. Yeah, um, I think it, like just before our subs, Derby went made their subs. They brought on McGoldrick, and um, is it? A, Dobbin, Dobbin, yes, the, the Everton, the Everton, Dobbin, Everton kid, yeah, the yeah. Everton lad, and I think he had a a counter attack where he kind of ran down the the left side and and beat beat a player and, and got in, but nothing really came of it. Kind of his his cross just went went wildly out, but you know, kind of his pace was was certainly a, a bit of a warning to us that they suddenly had an outlet. Um, but the you know our lads come on and they almost make an instant impact. I think Harvey Elliott and and Bobby. Combining leads to to a a Bobby chance, 
Um, and, you know, instantly you, you did see a, an injection of that quality, you know what I mean? Suddenly Bobby and, and Nunes in and around the box was kind of, were kind of pulling the, the Derby players this way and that way. It was, it was a lot less simple for them to defend. And I think, uh, you know, as I said, I wanted to see Harvey Elliott on for the very reason that he, he injects some some vision that we, we lacked in, in midfield. And, you know, there's some really nice balls from him. And I, I, I thought, based on the first couple of minutes they're on, oh, surely we're, we're going to get a goal here. But it, it kind of then settled into, now, don't get me wrong, it was certainly more dangerous than the, the first half. And we actually created some chances. But for the most part, it, it just felt like, control rather than than penetration you know the derby were able to to, to kind of keep their guard up and and the couple of times we got in you know the the keeper was was equal to it unfortunately but um you know as you hinted at maybe if we'd made these changes that little earlier they, they would have had a little more time to settle into the game and and, and make that that key intervention yeah it was good to see elliot almost take over the game might be too strong but it was nice to see him have almost, well, I say immediate, I didn't bloody see, I missed 10 minutes, so almost immediate impact. Um, but it was nice to see him almost show, how do I word this? Almost that he's like a level above the the young lads that were playing. That might sound harsh, but I think obviously the Blackburn loan, the time he's obviously played in Liverpool's first team, it shows, it shows maybe that he's just, the I don't know I don't know why I'm doing hand signals on a pass, but I always do it. But it made just show he's kind of like he's taken the steps that these lads still need to take. Yeah, I mean he has a, a an air of about him like he you know he he seems like a good five years older than he is um, because nothing phases him. He's he's so confident. He you know he wants to show for the ball. He wants to get on it. He, he you know he wants to make things happen. You know you, we were talking about Ramsey in the first half having a couple of shots and said well at least he he took those shots. Harvey Elliott's always willing to to kind of try that pass to 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 try that shot. I mean I think largely in in particularly in the first half, obviously, you know, we, we were either, as you said, Clark were trying to dribble through, but he was meeting traffic, or we'd be trying to go wide, uh, particularly through Ramsey, but Derby were, were dealing reasonably well with, with balls from, from width. So, you know, Harvey was playing these kind of deep uh, crosses from deeper that were actually giving Derby something to, to think about and, you know, finding or almost finding Liverpool heads or feet and you know it, it just kind of changed things up because he's willing to take those chances to, to try something and, and and that's what you you need uh, when you're in this kind of situation and, and that's what he brings and it's just you know it, it's so exciting to think that this is him at this age you know what what is he going to be in five years time I mean he's he, he may be the, the most exciting prospect we've had since since Trent to, to yeah. be honest in, in my opinion yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think we, we've seen it in bits and bobs this season. It's just maybe finding, well, first of all, finding him a position that is truly his, I think, is probably the biggest issue. But if it's right midfield or this right central midfield, I think that's what we're going to have to build with. And yeah, just keep developing. Uh, and I think everyone sees the talents there. And even if he doesn't hit world-class status, he's still going to be useful for us. And I think that's the bottom line. We already see that in him. So that's really nice to see. Um, 
My next note, I think I missed a sub whilst my stream was dead. I think Ben Doak came on, I'm not sure for who. Because as soon as my stream came back, it was him dribbling into about four people and fell over, but he looked fast. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ben Doak, I, I know he's a name that people, I think in the, I think it's the under-19 Champions League, I think people have been bigging him up in. Yeah. Obviously he was only on for about 15 minutes, but he did look, for a 16-year-old especially, he did look fun, it's probably the word. Yeah, when when he came on initially, actually, I was laughing at my missus because I was saying it's probably the first amusing thing in the match that like got a a quick kind of glance at the camera at him. His name kind of looked like Dork on the back. You know, the (laughs) first first time I was entertained in the match. But you know, immature jokes aside, I mean, the the lad like for 16 so so confident as you said where he tried to to dribble it past multiple players and it was a couple of times where he did manage to to dribble it his way in and you know he was he was direct and you know i think at that point where he got in unfortunately it looked to me like he, he tried to go for a shot which in one way you have to commend him for having the, the bravery to try something but on the other hand you know you're you're thinking maybe is it a little bit of naivety should should he try and simply cross the back but nonetheless you know his ability to get in and his bravery to try and get in was, was impressive and he you know he was switching sides and like no matter where he was he was trying to get on the ball and, and make something happen and that's the the key thing with with a young player you know you're, you're not expecting them to, to to kind of show results straight from the off but what you do want them to to show his confidence and bravery, and I think that that lad has it in spades. Like he, he, he looks. Yeah, you know, you hear he's the one player. I suppose given his age as well, it's it's particularly notable. But you do hear about him a lot, yeah. and you can see why. Like he's he's very brave, and and he looks to have ability as well. Yeah, I think it's him, Bobby Clark. You. I hear the most about, and the Clark thing is mainly because they just always say his dad played with James Milner. <laughs> so, yeah, good job Milner wasn't play, playing today, or that would have been brought up at least 11 times in the game. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Doyle, we may not even see, like, obviously you may see him in early league cup rounds, but we might not see him properly for another two or three years, because 16 is just mental. Um, but yeah, it, a fun 15 minutes and a really nice first impression um, to the first team. Um, anything else happened in that 10 minutes I missed? Because I, I think the next note after that was an El- the Elliot chance from the Ox Pass. Any Anything happened between them? No, no, not really. I think the most notable thing, obviously, was the 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 Bobby chance. I said it in the kind of the, almost the instant impact from, from the subs. Um, but, you know, they're... they're after that, you know, we did we did have to wait a little while for the the next clear chance because, uh, as I said, Derby managed to to stand strong, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, there was that chance, the Elliot one. He just didn't really connect with the ball that well. Um, it was a nice pass by Ox. I mean, you mentioned Ox tried a few things in the first half, but. I don't want to be too hard. I don't want to be harsh at all. Really. It's just a tough one to judge with Ox because he's obviously, I don't think he's basically played a handful of minutes a season. <laughs> he came on up front at the weekend randomly. Um, so this is probably, this is his first start and obviously playing with a really young team around him. Um, it's just hard to judge, isn't it? It's, 
he had a couple nice moments, but he didn't really take over the game. Yeah, I mean, he definitely showed, you know, that he was one of the senior players on on the pitch at times. You know, he's very calm on the on the ball when he got on it, and and you know, he tried to make things happen. And you know, that that ball was probably the highlight to, to Elliot. And I, I think on on first glance, I was I was maybe harsh on Elliot. I, I thought he maybe should have put a bit more on it. But then on watching the replay, I think he places it well, and, and it's actually a good good ha- reaction by the keeper yeah. to 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 slap it catch it with his fingers like so uh, i mean you know the, but that that it was a fantastic ball by ox and it wasn't the only one he, he played in i you know i really feel for for ox i mean he's, he's a cult hero around the club for for obvious reasons and you know he, but he's just had such bad luck and I, I think he's a shadow of the player he was now you know he was such because just no player is going to be able to take that many injuries and and still be the yeah. same player, and it's it's just so unfortunate because you 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 know it, it's almost sad watching on the pitch. And in a way, I I kind of wanted him to to move on in the the summer, and, and be, that's not because I don't like him. As I said, I I I certainly do, but it's it, it's it's sad to me watching him because because of what's happened, and and you just can't help but think. What could it be? And if he just had a bit more luck, what if he hadn't gotten that impact injury against Roma? And you know, uh, it just it just oh, that was in his first season. It just feels like it's 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 gone downhill from there because it's just never. It's been so stop start, and it's mm-hmm. it's just frustrating. Like at this point, I you know, uh, you know, maybe you know, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd I'd love him to kind of play a key part in, in, in this season and you know maybe maybe a season in which we, we achieve something and for, for him to be able to, to put his, his mark on it but I just kind of feel maybe for, for, for all parties particularly for him because I think he just needs to you know he's, he's no longer he's, he needs to play <laughs> yeah exactly that's it he's not a young player anymore he's you know he's he's in his late 20s like he needs to go and play and you know who knows if his fitness will allow that to happen but if, if it is going to happen it'll probably have to be uh, away from Liverpool so you know what I mean I, maybe if he can it's unfortunate that now we've only got the one game left but you know so but maybe even if he can get a few minutes against Southampton and then you know he, he doesn't pick up any kind of injuries maybe uh, you know another team or two in the Premier League might take a look at him in January and and he might get to, to go and, and play some meaningful minutes somewhere yeah there's certainly Premier League teams that could find use in Oxley too I mean even even we could use him in certain situations considering the state of our midfield but I mean you meant we're playing Southampton at the weekend he'd, he'd still get in their team um a non-form ox is still better than I'd say still better than James Ward Prowse, for example. Obviously, they're a team of toddlers, so an experienced player like Ox, I think he, I think that might be the perfect move. From honest, going back to his um, the team he came through at. Um, so yeah, that, it's a just it's sad because it's weird because it doesn't feel that long ago where Ox was re- like quite important to us, but then it was that was seventeen eighteen, <laughs> it was ages ago. It doesn't feel that long. It's weird. It's weird. It's, his Liverpool days have just been so weird but horrific at the same time, all for injury reasons. But, yeah, hopefully, because he is very likeable, as you say, um, hopefully he gets his career up, up and running either in January or into next season. Um, but that was basically my last note. I think it was a couple headers, but nothing really big. On to the penalty shootout. 
Um, my stream died again. And then Sky Sports News were doing adverts instead of showing penalty shootouts. So I missed the first two penalties. But uh, David McGoldrick scores for them. I have not seen that penalty. So if it was good or anything impressive, do. But it was Steph- a solid penalty. You know, solid. He, just, he picked his side and he hammered home. You know, not much more you can say than that. It must have been a good penalty to beat Irish Dudek, to be fair. Um, Basetic taking our first penalty. I mean, he misses it, obviously. But he shows a good big set of bollock to take the first penalty for a 18-year-old, I presume he is. Yeah, I mean, uh, before the penalty shoot, I was trying to do the the takers in my my head, and I mean, I I, I got them wrong. I'll, I'll hold my head. I think I got three out of the five. But were you wanting uh, the Nat Phillips Harry Maguire top bin penalty? No, 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 no. Keep the centre backs <laughs> well away from penalties. But I, I think I think I had uh, obviously Bobby Nunes and Elliot who who all took them. But you know, I, I also expected. Simicas to to take one and and oh, actually I had Ox so I got four out of the five but I expected Simicas given he was the hero, um you know uh, in the last uh, penalty shootout of note, um but for for whatever reason obviously uh, Bassett felt confident and he stepped up and not only did he step up he stepped up first it's very strange that it wasn't Bobby or Nunes first and the other one last but whatever, um. But yeah, he steps up, and I think again, there was a lot of moments here where I was harsh on first look, and and then thought I wasn't as bad. I I thought it was a, a bad penalty on on first look, but it, it it wasn't a terrible penalty. I'm you know obviously it could have been put nearer to the corner, but um, nonetheless, uh, as well, their goalkeeper was off his line, um, which was quite amusing to me that the 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 ref kept giving out to their keeper yeah. for coming off the line, but then. He didn't, didn't bring it back. Just retake the penalties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, what does giving out to him achieve if there's no no threat of punishment? Just, ca- uh, just careful. You're nearly on the penalty spot that one there. It's fine, but just don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was strange. So, it, uh, you know, it was it was an average penalty, and obviously the keeper saves it with a, a, a little help by, uh, of cheating, let's say. Um, yeah, no, it... it not too much else to say other than, other than that about those first two penalties. Yeah, at least we won. <laughs> at least we won. So it's not a sad moment for the for the young lad. Um, uh, Connor Hurahan then gets his saved. Um, Ox scores one. I think it just hits off the post, which is always lovely. Any goal that hits off the post is fantastic. Uh, yeah, again, it was another. Yeah. It, it was a pretty, it was a fantastic penalty. That's what you want to do in off the posts. Absolutely. Very very hard to save, and if if not impossible, and and again it was just him showing again his seniority, and he didn't even celebrate it. I liked it; he was just cute, cool as a cucumber, just walked away. You know, and it's it was good to see from from Mox that he made it through the the ninety, and 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 he was able to to show some of his uh, experience and ability. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, another penalty saved by Kevin. Kevin. How do you actually, is it Quivin? Is it Quivin? You're Irish. Quivin. Quivin. Kevin. <laughs> uh, I call him Big Kev. So. Big Kev. Yeah, we'll call him Big Kev. Another save by Big Kev. Um, Maybe it's a good thing Bobby didn't take the first penalty, because that was possibly the worst penalty I've ever seen. 
Yeah, it was, what was he? I don't know what he was. He's obviously trying to chip it into the top, but like, why? Like, you know what I mean? You have the chance to take the lead. You're the, I mean, it's, well, we know why. It's Bobby Firmino. Like, he's, he's always going to do something mad. But like, really, as the senior player there, you should, you should be taking a leaf out of Ox's book. You know, either hammer, either go hammer straight down the middle and hope gamble on the keeper diving or find a corner like Ox did. Uh, it was, it was, it was, if it had cost us, you know, if we hadn't won, it's easy now saying, ah, just it's Bobby and laughing. But if we hadn't won, I think Bobby would have shouldered a lot of the blame for that. Because, no, obviously, yeah. if you taken a normal penalty, the keeper might still have saved it. But nonetheless, at least then you're putting it on the keeper. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a needless risk and it did not pay off in, in any sense. If you are going to Penenka, do what Fabinho did. Don't put it in the top of the stand. <laughs> That's basically our lesson here. Uh, yeah, that was a fucking awful penalty. Um, Louis Sibley scores for Derby. Darwin Nunes, football narrative was... Weird. I think he's not missed a penalty in his career or something like that. I might be wrong in that. I was ready for that block to save that penalty because in our season, never missed a penalty, comes to Liverpool, misses a penalty because I think Fabinho did that. But Darwin... That penalty, I don't know if it was perfect, if it was crap, if the keeper should have saved it. It went in and it was, I'm going to say perfect, but it was the weirdest perfect penalty I've ever seen. Yeah, he he places it really well, but maybe doesn't get quite the pace on it that, that, that he could have, let's say. Um, so it looks kind of awkward um, and the, the keeper kind of, he does get close to it, but I, I think maybe the keeper, funny enough, maybe costs himself by coming off his line because, you know, Wait. by the time he's come off his line and, and gotten out, if he'd just gone straight out, maybe he would have made it to it in time, given that it wasn't the paciest of penalties, but it, it was well placed and, um, you know, fortunately it found the back of the net. Absolutely. Um, then Irish Kev saves Everton Loney, Lewis Dobbins penalty. I mean, if we ever have Alisson in a penalty shootout when we've got a spare sub. This is exactly this is I know, this is exactly what I said to to my missus. I said this is getting to the stage where if we were in the Champions League final in a penalty shootout. And Klopp threw on Big Kev for Allison. I wouldn't complain in for the shootout because he still seems that good at them. He's just he doesn't look phased. You just watch it. Like I've seen I've seen some of those like notable senior keepers in football. You can see nerves in their face in a penalty shootout. He just looks like the coolest guy in the world. Does not give two shits. He's just he's just gonna save them all. Like he, he just it's so impressive for a young keeper. A young keeper is not playing like regularly for his club. I mean, I feel for Keller in a, a way that he got injured during the summer because, you know, I was kind of expecting him to go out on loan. There was talk of that in the media over here in Ireland that he was, he was tempted to go out on loan because he knew obviously with Travers and, and um, why am I blanking on his uh, name? Sure. Exactly. Um, that they were going to be playing Premier League football, so there was a, a pressure on 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 the competition for that Ar- Ireland 
number one jersey and you know that that he'd seek football and obviously there were, I think there was rumors of of uh Forrest maybe looking at a loan from and then that never kind of formulated and then yeah, he got and injured and yeah. you know I, I felt sorry for him because he's got as Klopp's his Klopp called him the, the best subkeeper in, in, in the league last year and he, to me he is that like he is a he's a quality keeper his distribution is fantastic it's not just a shot stopping his distribution is, is fantastic it's it's up there among the, the best in the league and you know I think he is good enough to be playing for a Premier League club and, and I know obviously as a Liverpool fan I want to be greedy and say no I want him on our bench for, for these moments but you know being putting aside my bias he should be playing regularly so I feel for him in a way that he isn't but the fact that he can just come in you know out from the cold basically and just be that calm and collected in a, a penalty shootout and save three penalties like it's it's just it's just class like not nothing else for it Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, they're every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. He really is. And I think the thing with with Kelleher is when he first started appearing in the first team, I think everyone was like, why is, who is this lost child who got onto the pitch? But it it kind of flipped overnight because I think it was like, we play Arsenal in the League Cup every year. I don't know what year it was, but it was against Arsenal. And I remember him kind of being good, but having a mare at the same time. It was like, Maybe ever since that game, he just seems to have matured quite early for a goalkeeper. It's just really impressive. But yeah, you are. It might it might be easier to loan someone, say, to the Championship, because Dean Henderson, obviously, going out on loan to Forest, but he's done it in the Premier League um, before. He's done it in the Championship before. Um, so every every year, there's teams in the Championship looking for a keeper. All you can even just trade it. It, but once we get taken over by Jim Ratcliffe, he can go to Nice or something like that, um, if that actually happens. But no, th- there'll be no shortage of takers. And I think I think I've seen we were linked with a random German keeper the other day. So maybe the plan is to loan out Kelleher or sell with a buyback, because obviously that, it might be more tempting for teams to do that. I'm not saying sell him, but if it's easier to get him a better location that way, it might be better for his development. Um that way but yeah he, he's an excellent keeper and I just I never saw it in him when I, when I used to watch him in the under 21s or under 23s whatever it's back he's just it just seemed to click click and he just matured so yeah it, it's so impressive and I do want to see him as a somewhere um so yeah Matt, he's obviously the man of the match <laughs> he's the only one who bloody did anything um but Elliot does go on uh the winning penalty 
Um, yeah, we're through, Carl. It means our streak continues on this podcast. Let's <laughs> keep winning games. Um, obviously, some big teams have gone out, I think I alluded to in the intro. I think Arsenal went out to Brighton. Um, Chelsea got beat by City. Uh, yeah, West Spurs. Yes, Forest. Yes, we well. Did we? They've been a bit broken all season, to be honest. That's true. I think I think breaking Spurs was done decades ago. <laughs> uh, but um, if I just get the results up, if the EFL thing was actually on my page, Spurs actually played a, a full team, like per, pretty much. It was a similar team to the team that we played on the weekend. Um, so mm. it's a bit of an embarrassment. Now, obviously, we lost to Forest in the league, so we can't say much. But you don't, I, don't remind me. <laughs> to, to be honest, I, 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 you know, I was, I was saying only saying there a couple of weeks ago. For me, like Liverpool and Spurs have been kind of similar this season. Like they, they both largely you know they're they're big teams that are largely underperforming i think spurs kind of have been less punished for it they they picked up more points but the teams have the same goal difference i think similar goals conceded similar enough goals scored like it, it, it's just that spurs were less punished and i i just think you know they're now being punished for it um unfortunately for them but probably good for us seeing as they're one of the teams we're obviously yes. going to be looking at for champions league football it's karma for signing Richarlison. That's what I'll go with. Um, I'll go through the team just because might as well. Um, Leicester went through. Blackburn have went through. Wolves, Forest, Newcastle, Southampton, Brighton, uh, Gillingham, Lincoln, Man City, Charlton, MK Dons, and Manchester United are uh, against Villa tomorrow. Bournemouth, Us, and Burnley. So that's a nice mix of teams. Um Obviously, if we avoid Man City, I'd probably make us favourites in that game. But if it's not us or City that win this, I mean, Newcastle must be seeing this as a huge opportunity. But it's obviously a huge opportunity for us to retain it as well. Because avoid Man City, even if we do get Man City, just play first team and try and beat them. But yeah, it, it's opened up the competition already. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, as you said, Newcastle have gone through. They've they've looked good this season. Brighton, another team have looked good this season, have gone through. So I think outside Liverpool and City, they're probably the two teams you're looking at at the moment. Obviously, United are still in it, but they're playing Villa tomorrow, and we know what happened last on the just on the weekend in that very fixture. So uh, no guarantees for them. Um, but uh, I suppose if Villa go through, you have to be looking at them as a contender, given that they have a, a manager who's a cup specialist. <laughs> Who so. I am remote after it. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, it won't be easy. It never is, especially with the, the heavy rotation and that. But, you know, with, with Spurs, Arsenal and Chelsea gone, um, there, there's a lot less big teams in there. So you, you, you certainly got to look at it as one you can win. And, you know, obviously... We're not going to win the the league this year. I, I think that ship is a sail now. I, I I laughed on the weekend. I was over in Liverpool for my stags. We we're in the a taxi uh, going to the airport after the match, and uh, you know a lad got on the, the the radio and said that you know oh if we can win uh, go on a streak after the World Cup you know we we can we can get back up on on uh, into the contention and and the the host pointed out well look we're we're 
what's it, 15 points behind. And he said, oh, well, should we made up 14 points uh, the, the, a couple of years ago. And I mean, I, I think he conveniently left out the fact that that was with games in hand and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I, I, I admire his optimism, but, you know, I, I can't share it, unfortunately. I'm going to be a pessimist and say that the league's done. Uh, the Champions League, we got a very tough, tough draw. Who, who knows, you know, our bogey team, Real Madrid, who knows how that's going to go. But I think Liverpool, in an ideal world, they need to keep this this period of success up in some way, and 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 maybe at the moment that the League Cup looks maybe the the, the path of least resistance in in that sense. You know, that might be our. Mm-hmm. It's never easy to win a trophy, but it might be the easiest easiest way. So so we have to we have to have our shot at it. You know, we're we're still in it now, despite being in in a bad period. We've We've managed to scrape, scrape through against Derby. As you say, that by the time of the next round, we'll hopefully have more players back, the likes of Matup and, and Diaz. Um, some of the players that, as we said earlier, are not 100% at the moment in terms of their fitness. They're just going to work on their way back. They'll be fitter and sharper, fingers crossed. And and maybe if we're really lucky, you know, if, if all us Liverpool fans, maybe if we ask Santa Claus for for Christmas, we might just get a midfielder in January that'll strengthen things. So we could be, you know, a lot healthier squad-wise when it comes to the next round of this competition. So as you say, we might have a, a, a real chance of a trophy here and, and why not try and retain it? Uh, Jeff Bezos is buying us uh, Mbappe in January as well. So that will... <laughs> um... But we will finish up there. Uh, the draw is tomorrow night after the uh, United Villa game, so it'll be interesting to see who we get. I'm not sure when the next round actually will be, but unless it is when I am on holiday next year, uh, it will be me hosting. And if I am on holiday, get in the bit. <laughs> but uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, especially everyone who's listened live on Discord. We have a little streak going here with the... Uh, domestic cups so that's still going but thank you everyone for listening goodbye we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.